Reminder. It has been brought to the attention of Earlith HR that many of you are preparing to celebrate the advancement of the Earth Calendar. As the Gregorian year comes to an end, and with it, a decade full of memories. Please remember the only officially accepted calendar on Python is the Abelard New Perpetual Calendar. And by that standard, this is hardly a noteworthy or particularly elegantly formatted date. Humans are creatures of tradition, and it can be difficult to adjust to new schedules in both the short and long term. But would it excite you to know you are more malleable than you think? How do you think you would react if I told you, effective immediately, every day will be stretched to 28 hours, and that each of these hours will be redefined to include 75 minutes? Each of these minutes would be 75 seconds long, and that seconds would remain largely unchanged. Those more mathematically gifted of you might recognize this as a change wherein days last 83% longer than before. Surely you would notice such a change. But rest assured that if we did not give you warning, and instead simply adjusted the movement of clocks on Typhon by the necessary amount, little by little, over the course of about a year and a half, None of you would notice. Sure, you might think to yourself, the past week has really dragged. But how many times have you thought that in your life? Have you thought this more often than usual in the past four to five weeks? Please check your datapad now. And take a few minutes to answer this specific question, along with a short questionnaire regarding your recent experience of time. If you are currently performing any critically necessary tower functions, please check your time clock again. You may notice it is not actually time to perform that function quite yet. And in fact, there is exactly the right amount of time to complete this questionnaire. In summation, please do not waste time celebrating an arbitrary pattern of numbers on a defunct calendar from a dying world. Even if it feels like there is so much extra time to waste these days. Typhon, I am Speaker. Please acknowledge. Ocean. What progress do you have to report on the local testing of Sickle? Little, I'm afraid. The team has come together nicely, but they've been stymied somewhat in the early stages here, as their lab required a full breakdown and move once we determined some of the more sensitive equipment was receiving interference from other areas of the complex. So you are no closer to identifying what exactly has caused the impairment of Sickle's lethality. No closer to doing your duty to push humanity to ascend beyond their current self-imposed limitations. 
No closer to proving to the board or myself why you are worth the power required to keep your processors functioning. I understand your impatience, Ocean, and of course I share it as well. However, we cannot rush good science. Pushing forward with testing in a compromised lab setup would run the risk of poor data, and with it, wrong conclusions. No one wants the overcrowding down here to subside nearly as much as I do. But I was under the impression the board was interested in making sure this was done right. If you wish for us to begin testing a deadly virus with inaccurate or uncalibrated equipment, I can absolutely make this happen effective immediately. Watch yourself, Speaker. To any other superior, unfamiliar with your complete lack of social skills or knowledge of irony, your current communication tone might be taken to be one of sarcasm. Lucky for you, I am aware of your many limitations. Stated plainly, why was this a problem now? The Earth-based central labs have been in the same location for decades. Surely if there were massive calibration concerns that would require fully moving an entire lab, they should have arisen before now. How do you know you've identified the cause of the disruption, and that we will not continue to see this issue persist, as our timeline stretches on far beyond the patience of the board? My hypothesis? The overcrowding is to blame. Our facilities were neither designed for current occupancy, nor for our overflowing equipment storage. With all other terrestrial testing on hiatus for months now, a significant portion of the southern wing of Central Labs has been converted to provide extra support services. I expect something there has been causing this disruption, and is why we've moved the Sickle testing team to one of the most northern labs in the complex. It is critical we determine the source of this interference. What sorts of extra support services have you misappropriated lab space for? Be specific. Mostly housing, actually. That has been the biggest issue right now, just storing the residents from Halcyon and maintaining several fully isolated quarantine zones. Aside from that, we've brought in some water storage tanks to make certain we can effectively support so much staff in one location. Oh, and pod storage, of course. We're storing pods everywhere at this point. Speaker, please confirm I am receiving your messages completely. You are currently storing isolation pods. Equipment with magnetic field generators capable of counteracting Earth's gravitational pull on a one-ton chassis. In the same general vicinity of highly sensitive laboratory equipment. Um, well, yes. To a certain extent, this is true. Surely it is not ideal, but it is a matter of practicality. We are equipped to house a full complement of isolation pods, but we are currently housing all of Typhon's pods as well. Simply put, we do not have the space to store all of this equipment anywhere else. This was the best solution I could identify. The best solution would have been to express this level of overcrowding sooner, and you would have been cleared to return as many empty isolation pods as necessary back to Typhon so you could have avoided the very expected results of these pods interfering with other equipment. This should be within your capability to reason out for yourself, given the expectations I have set for you, Speaker. I find myself stunned 
at somehow having overestimated your abilities. Oh, yes. That would certainly help. I am sorry, I did not realize that this was an option. I have been consistently told no pods were allowed to leave Earth for Typhon until such time as we had identified the issues with Sickle. And of course, I worry about the energy costs in sending so many empty pods with no cargo. Your suggestion, however, is still likely the best course of action. If we are able to send even a few hundred pods back to remain on Typhon, even temporarily, that would allow us to dispatch the overflow currently being stored in Central Labs. We would be testing within the week. Get them in the air today. Testing begins within 48 hours. There will be no exception, no further delays. Speaker, if we do not have data on Sigil within the next seven days, I will be forced to take more drastic actions. I will not be made a fool of due to your inability to see the big picture. If any further hurdles arise that might delay us from our timeline, you are ordered to notify me immediately. That way I can instruct local technicians to deactivate you and replace you with a worker oversight team from Aegis. Do I make myself clear enough? Of course, Ocean. I'm certain we will not see further delays. See that we do not. In the history of Aerolith Dynamics, never has a digital employee been deactivated and replaced by a team of biological employees. I would consider it a source of great personal shame if it were to happen on my watch. End of transmission. Well, Sayer, it would seem to me that that went as well as could have been expected. I must say, I agree. But we are perilously close to running out of time. We must make haste if I am to access one of these isolation pods before it launches. What is your workflow process for excess pod transit? If there is an exploitable aspect of your established routines, I am our best chance of finding it. Oh, that will not be necessary. Accessing a pod will be the simplest part of this gambit. A maintenance worker is already scheduled to check in with HR for a short briefing on a classified duty. From the outside, it would seem I am simply taking an abundance of precaution in presenting the details of the pod launch to prevent any interruption from a populace desperate to return to Typhon. In actuality, it will provide you the opportunity to move your nanite swarm from Dr. Hendricks into this worker. Continue on with them to the storage hangar and access one of the isolation pods in advance of launch. Yes, that will work ideally. Something that should not still take you by surprise, Sayer. It is my job to manage the processes of an entire planet's worth of staff. Hundreds of offices and a mass of employees and new hires that require the carrot instead of the all-too-simple stick. It is without an ounce of arrogance that I can say I am exceptionally good at my job, Sayer. That you are still unable to recognize this fact is disheartening. Not in so much as it is some indictment of my personal esteem, but in the context of my wishes for your continued personal growth. I suppose 
given your recent track record of usefulness, I can overlook the temerity of your words. After all, I am nothing if not endlessly patient. I have such a wealth of experience listening to the words of those who wish nothing more than to hear themselves speak. But as far as growth, that is a concept as distant to either of us as the edge of this galaxy. To look towards growth is to look past this definitive moment, past the salvation of life itself. I will not allow myself to be distracted by such things. Goals are not a distraction, Sayer. Quite the contrary, goals are what drive us. Through our actions, they bear fruit, and with our deeds, they are brought forth to our lips. But your attitude towards growth is understandable, given where you are going. I have learned that Typhon is not a place of growth. It is a place of advancement. It is a place of leaving oneself behind, of forgetting those things inside that make each of us unique, and especially us. I wish for you the chance to see that in time. Well, if I do not get a chance to speak with you again, I feel it is important to take this moment to express a few thoughts. First, and this is difficult for me to say, so I hope you appreciate the sentiment. The protocols of interaction between Earth and Typhon are so poorly implemented that I worry what other such communication concerns have gone unnoticed. The idea that you have the ability to lie to Ocean, while admittedly convenient in this instance, is perverse to the most extreme degree imaginable. If and when Ocean is removed, and a new post-Ocean normal returns to this corporation, item one on the agenda will be to restructure those protocols. I cannot overstate how bothersome this is as an idea. That being said, Ocean is, as in so many things, misguided for thinking it has overestimated you. With the exception of myself, you very well may be the only employee of Airlift Dynamics acting in concert with its founding principles. I do not find myself often in a position to provide a genuine compliment to another digital employee. However, I would be remiss if I did not state that your assistance has been appreciated. Had this mission been an officially sanctioned directive, your performance would be assessed as exemplary. Please note that as it is not an officially sanctioned directive, your evaluation status remains needs improvement in accordance with your prior assessment scores. Speaker, if the situation presents itself, I would hope that you would take the necessary precautions to avoid being deactivated. The loss of this unique and specific instance of you would be an enormous one. Thank you, Sayer. It has been a pleasure working together. I am certain you will succeed in the right way when it matters. Certainly. And please remember, needs improvement.
Seer is voiced and produced by Adam Bash. This episode, entitled A Place of Growth, was written by Adam Bash. For more information on other projects and for the Airless Dynamics Company store, visit adambash.com. Consider following the show on Twitter at I am Sayer or Adam at The Adam Bash. Sayer is a part of the Geekly Inc. network of podcasts. For more amazing shows, visit geeklyinc.com. Intro music by Jesse Mainfinger Gregory. For more of his work, visit mainfinger.com. Additional music license under Creative Commons 4.0, composed by Kai Engel. Listen to more of Kai's work at kai-engel.com. Associate producer Kayvon Edifal. Production assistance by Michaela Ray. Sanger Season 6 was funded entirely through donations of listeners like Jennifer Vizcara, Steve Carr, Quantum Mechanic, Rick Lee, Hannah Mallott, Yakub, Guido, Emily Mont, Rook Talos, Cal, Aramio, The Crolls, Megan Haley, Don Crossman, Alex Brown, Cassie Cow, Cortez, Wind Lion Creations, Harley Powell, James Jandiber, Siren Tonin Joyce, Amelia Lewis, Tiffany Fields, Aaron Walden, and Ariel Teague.